uh, peace and dreams to the sound of the rising sun. This your boy Monquay. And this is Stefan. And uh, this is uh, episode 17. 17. 17. Man, it's been a a minute, man. Man, You said, how you feeling again? I feel colossal. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) Not not in the sense of the word. I don't don't even know how you... Yeah, wait. Yeah, I feel it's the energy, bro. It's the energy, man. We had to finally step in, step back out, you know. Get a get the uh podcast, get it get it rolling again. Right, right. Uh, you know, this is people we gotta understand, you know, we got a lot of lot of lot of stuff going on in our life right now, you know. For sure. Slowly transitioning into making this the mo- the more important thing. Um, but you know, we gotta take it take it as we go. Right. So I hope every hope everybody's been well, you know. Right. Hope the whole audience been well. We got a lot that we think we're gonna to try to talk about tonight. It's been a lot to go on. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and I feel like it's gonna be a great balance, man. It's a lot of stuff that I that we're gonna be knocking ideas back and forth off of. You know. True. True. Um. And yeah, just to get it started on my end, I just want to make a correction for uh, the last episode. I had spoke uh, briefly about the 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 law in public schools where LGBT history is being mandated. I said that it was mandated in Ohio. Uh, that's incorrect. Actually, I'm looking at an article now on usnews.com. It's mandated. California was the first to pass it to require schools to teach LGBT history in 2011. And then Colorado and New Jersey of this year have um, passed that law. So I just wanted to clear that up um, first. You know, because I know we say a lot of things, but, you know, we got to make sure we're we're stating facts. And I mean, we still give our opinions, but, you know, make sure we state in facts. You know what I'm saying? But, um, yeah, um, I guess to start it off with the the week cap recap for me, man, you know, it's just another regular uh, work week. But I did accomplish more this week, I feel, um, in terms of like personal growth. You know, I went to like, I went to the gym uh, four times this week. So I was pretty good. You know, I was pretty excited about that. I just did some cardio and I was like, yeah, bro. Like, I was like, yeah, I just got to keep going. You know, and you feel, you know, you feel better, like not just physically, but mentally. If you, um, if you're exercising, you know, your muscles and stuff, because too many times, you know, throughout the week, like for me, I work an office job. I'm just sitting down, stagnant. You know, I'm not doing anything. And then I'm, on top of that, I, my office is right across from uh, the break room. So I got the vending machine always there tempting me and stuff. So, you know, I just sometimes be getting snacks two, three times a day. Sometimes four times a day I might get snacks. Um, but, yeah, you know, it, it's just good, you know, to, to get into a routine of uh, of working out, you know what I'm saying? Um, another thing, oh, yeah, I got a haircut today, you know, so I always feel good when you get a fresh lineup, you know what I'm saying, you, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, dude, I was just, this weekend, I've just been uh, just chilling. I was watching, like, this TV show earlier. That's why I, I told you, you know, it would be better now. Not only because of that, because um, I, I had this assignment I had to finish for a class, so I just finished that. 
And um, yeah, man. Uh, that this uh this weekend, you know, it's just been just another relaxing weekend, you know. Um, sober, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, at my barber. It's funny. My my barber. He was like, "You're not doing anything this weekend because wh- where I'm at right now, you know, it's um, it's homecoming." for um us uh a and t and that's it's like takes it takes over this area pretty much and he was saying for the whole day yeah week. yeah he was saying you're not doing nothing this week weekend you're not doing nothing this weekend you know come on my sister she's uh she's an alumni and stuff i ain't hit her up or nothing like that because it's like i'm just i'm just chilling i'm just doing my own thing like i think probably uh tomorrow I'll just probably I might just record like some music or some shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got like my own homes, little homes, uh, well, bedroom studio and stuff. I put put a lot of money into this, so it's like I got other things. Like I was telling him, I was like I replaced like drinking and and going out with other things. You know what I'm saying? I put thousands yep. of dollars yep. into this this shit. Like it's thousands of dollars, bro. I could be I could have spent thousands of dollars going out, going on trips and stuff, but. I'm putting it into this because this is what this is one of my passions, similar to you know your passion with your your YouTube channel. Man, you know, like, you know, to add on to that, just to uh, to wrap up my work week, my thing is I'm trying to chase sleep because I work third shift. So, man, if I'm caught at the right time, I can be kind of scrambled. So it might take me a little second to you know get my energy up. But we we in here. Um, but yeah, same old for me. Um, same schedule. Kind of working my three twelves in the middle of the week. Um, my work is like, you know, I work in, in the healthcare field in the hospital, and that shit is no joke. So sometimes that's it's heavier than actually working out. But at the at the same time, you know, I'm only working three days out of the week, so I do got a little bit more free time. But depending on how that week is, it really don't feel like no free time because I might be spending most of my time sleeping or, you know, my schedule might get thrown off to where I can't get any sleep. And I might have to, like, you know, take a day out of the out of my uh, one of my off days to catch up on it. So kind of where I'm at now, <laughs> early, I was like, man, I'm glad you was like yeah, 1030 because I ain't even I've been up like. I've been up for like the whole fucking day, you know, working on other stuff, right. you know, on these YouTube videos and, um, you know, talking to family, stuff like that. So I just kind of needed that, that little boost. So, you know, I feel, I'm feeling, feeling better right now, but you know, coming up, my schedule is going to switch up a little bit. So I'm going to have to, you know, I'm going to be working more uh, Friday nights for like the whole month of November. So that's going to kind of be a little different, but it's still going to be the same three days out the week. I just gotta, you know, just be more, more um, on top of my schedule. Just be to pay more attention to detail. Right. Um, but you're right. You're right. Like I, whenever you hit me up, if you'd hit me up earlier in the week, I probably would have been able to kind of make it, make it out there. But I started to realize, like, man, like even even with Gho this weekend, which I didn't even realize it was this weekend until you texted me. I was just like, I mean, I, I got other, I finally, I finally got other stuff that I'm like really focused on. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you know how it is with, with, with your music, with our podcast. It's like, you already got other stuff that you can replace the old stuff with. And it just gives you a better energy. It gives you a different energy. Yeah. Not, you know, still not against going out, still not against drinking, 
still not against, you know, certain things that, you know, a lot of other people our age and older ages do, but, you know, it's all about how you, how you go about it and how you, um, how you, how you look. Right. Um, so yeah, same, same thing over here. Just trying to, you know, keep my mind open, keep, uh, keep researching this knowledge and I know keep the right energy too. Right. Because sometimes working this third, man, I've been doing it for almost two years now and Woo, it can be it can be beastful. Everybody out there that work graveyard shift, you know, y'all got any tips on how to remain doing this for, you know, three to five years? Man, just let us know. Let me know. Yeah, I've never <laughs> I've never worked the the graveyard shift at any of the jobs I've had. Um I mean I've worked late, you know, until like the morning. Like I remember I would come in when I was working at Bojangles in high school. Um there was one night I think I came in probably at like I want to say around like seven, maybe maybe earlier than that, and I didn't leave till like three in the morning, you know. So mm. it was like a full shift or whatever. So it technically, I guess you could say it was like graveyard shift. But other than that, I've I've only had like day shifts. So I don't know how I don't know how working at night I could adjust to that. You know what I'm saying? Like, adjust, I, and then I've had it to where I've I've gotten up early. And I worked, the earliest was like at starting at 6 a.m., you know, but I've never worked overnight. And just how different your lifestyle has to be, you know, for that. You know, just to add off on a tangent, we can go into detail about this at other times. But I feel like the true, the true day actually starts at night. So, I, you know, I already think we live in a backward society. I think, you know, a lot of ancient societies, they looked at the sun as a battery that starts you throughout the day. And then you were actually productive at night because you, you know, got your energy up by, by the sun right. all day. Um, and then, you know, you have more energy at night to get stuff done. And this is why when you're younger or even, you know, it's still when you're at, at an older age, if you've been sleeping all day and you wake up and it's nighttime, we're not even sleeping. If you've just been kind of just chilling all day and you got all that energy at night, it's because you, that sun and gave you the energy all day to actually get stuff done at night. The sun drains you when you actually out, and you you out there long enough. I do believe in sun gazing, but you know, it's the way you do it. Shout out, it's uh, sun gazer so shout out sun, you know. <laughs> yeah, 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 I like spiritual I, hey, soul. It's, it's a shift. It's a shift. So yeah, he really on it. Yeah, um, shout out that brother. But I'll say this too, though: if you if you can get up at six, you, I mean, it ain't like you. It don't take a special person to work night shift it's literally just a flip schedule once you kind of get used to doing it for like a like a month or so it's like you i mean you're good but i will say when you work graveyard shift it ain't no room for air like it ain't no like whereas when i work day shift you know i could i could go to sleep at like one o'clock two o'clock and then wake up at like six <laughs> bust a 12-hour shift out once I got home from that 12-hour shift, my, I'm going to be right back on my sleep schedule because I'm going to be going to sleep right when I get home at like 9 or 10 o'clock yeah. that night. But if you do that shit for graveyard, you you might really, man, like last week, for example, I had I usually work Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, or Monday, Wednesday, Thursday. I think I worked like Tuesday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. And then I had to come back to Monday, Tuesday. So... I've been doing the same type of schedule for like almost a year. And literally, that was my first Friday. I think I'm work. I worked in like at least five Damn. months. 
that one Friday. But if you look at, I mean, but it's, just, it's still the same, basically the same schedule. But man, I was I was like falling asleep at work. When I got home, I couldn't. I worked Friday night, and I was up from I was up from Friday afternoon at six o'clock. Until Saturday night at like but see, midnight. But see, like, don't don't it feel weird now, like transitioning? Because like you jump right into that after graduating, you pretty much jump right into doing that, right? Yeah, I would say. Um, I think it's I think it's a I think it's the natural way that some. I still think it's a society out here that's supposed to be functioning, doing the actual work at night. I think it really depends on your personality and your nature yeah. chart. I think it's really it's really a science behind it. I don't. I don't necessarily think it's for everybody, but I think the human body can learn. How I was going to work. work I was going to say working on Fridays. I know how you said like when you first started doing that, you still would, you would have that itch to you know do something because you know you know yep. you, you get like uh, FOMO. You know, and you like damn. You like damn. Oh, yeah. Everybody going out, and I got to fucking work tonight. But over time, like Man. you, you know, you've been done it for like almost what three years now. So it's like. You know right. that I mean that can wait. You know what I'm saying like I'm not as pressed to go out like that like I used to. You know so that's why I wasn't against picking up extra shift. You know uh, this week or next week, and you know I didn't really get get pissed off about. I was mad at first that they changed my schedule up, but then I looked at it as an opportunity to make a couple more dollars because I get paid more working Friday night. But also like I'm looking at it now with my with other hobbies. You know. I'm, I used this year to I basically isolated myself, you know, not in a bad way, but I, I like I haven't I've been re- literally in the lab. I've been in my in my cave, in my in my castle, working on my mind, working on myself. And a part of that is to kind of get used to me being alone. Right. Which people don't understand, like <laughs> that's one of the most powerful things that you can. That's one of the most powerful things you can learn is. um the fear, or not the fear, but the master mastery of being by yourself. Because I'm, I promise you, a lot of a lot of people have never done it in their life. Right, period. Bro, like I, I go out, um, like today. Uh, after I got my haircut, I was just like, you know what, fuck it, bro. Like I'm gonna go to Moe's because I mean I love Moe's. It's like my favorite mainstream uh, Mexican place. I go in there like around 11:30. There ain't that many people in there. Most people. You know, they go in there, they'll just get the food and leave. And like, and people mm-hmm. like, they never eaten by themselves. Bro, I've been doing that shit forever. Like, I, I was doing that back in college. I wouldn't hit none of y'all up. I'll just go out and eat by myself sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've, I've always been more of an independent person, like a loner in that regard. You know what I'm saying? And I, I like, uh, I be posting, going out, uh, the watching movies at the, the IMAX theater. I be by myself like 90. Nine percent of the time, and that shit is so much more fun and fulfilling. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? When because you're not living for other people, you're living for your own satisfaction, and that's the most important thing. At the end of the day, I was watching AMS's um, live stream, Alpha Male Strategies, um, and he was talking about that. You know, people were coming in, they were saying, you know, AMS, how do I, how do I attract this girl, this girl? Like, I feel like I can be. I can be pulling dimes, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't have a lineup yet. He's like, now see, and I was thinking to myself, like, bro, you gotta just focus on one first. And, but but before that, focus on your purpose. And that's what he jumped to. He's like, bro, why do y'all keep focusing on the women? You gotta focus on you first, then they will come. 
It, he was like, it don't matter if you got to take a year, two years off from not even fucking with females. You just got to focus on what you want to do, not trying to live for them, you know, live for other people. You got to, you know what I'm saying? Like being isolated. Like, I feel isolated a lot of times because I don't be talking to uh, people other than at work most of the time during the week or I'll text y'all. That's it. Or I might call back home, talk to my mom earlier today or something like that. But I don't be going out and just randomly speaking to people and shit. You know what I'm saying? I feel, I mean, I know I'm sane, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like mm-hmm. I'm, I, I talk to myself. I think out loud sometimes, you know, because I'll just be like uh, <laughs> reciting lyrics and shit. You know what I'm saying? But it's, it's, uh, it, it's, uh, it's fulfilling, man. You know, because you're not living for other people. You're, you're doing your own thing. You find happiness in that. You know, I want to go in. I mean, this, we got a lot of information that we already going to talk about, but I got time tonight. And I'm going to add, I definitely want to add to that because, you know, we've been keeping up uh, AMS for at least a year now, I believe. I think about a year, over a year ago is when, I, when we found them on YouTube. And, uh, you know, I definitely would recommend the, you know, the young males. This is for our young male audience, you know, to check him out because he really... He can't be. He can't come off as misogynistic, but I don't think it's necessarily that. I think it's he just he has a target audience, you know. And a lot of us can resonate with that energy at this at a young age. And you know, this year I finally, once I start finally, really just staying in my cave and everything, I can. I really felt. I really felt that. <laughs> I felt what he said when he was talking about focusing on yourself, and like you got to literally shed layers and what i mean you just got to shed different shit i mean you're talking to the guy that yeah i mean of course i didn't have five girls at one time like stable i didn't have girls you know what i mean i didn't i didn't have a stable i didn't i had girls where i'm making three times more pay they paying my bills like i mean i done did some some player shit but what the fuck is that what is that what is that when you're not happy when you're not really happy it's other niggas out here can do the same thing that they ain't happy right. too like what? What is all that? That don't mean nothing if you ain't where you where you at in your life. <laughs> that don't mean. I'm telling you, that don't mean anything. That don't mean anything. This is when it comes to, you know, actual actual bodies, quote unquote. I guess you would say. This I ain't even been out there. I've been literally in the house yeah. chilling the whole year. This has been the best year of my life. It's because I finally I understood that, like focusing on myself, focusing on myself, foc- and. Like, it cannot it, honestly once you kind of get into that wavelength, you kind of get addicted and you get borderline addicted. You can get addicted with yourself. Oh, yeah. And yeah, I think that's when you gotta exactly you gotta pull back. That's when you gotta jump out. You gotta jump out and go. You gotta make yourself go out and do stuff. You got I mean, it could be a it could be a powerful day. You start you start losing weight and shit, and you start, you know, then you start seeing the 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 batter females giving you them choosing signals. You start seeing the older females giving you choosing signals. And I'm going to tell you when you really know you made it. Some people might not agree with this, but this is how a nigga know you really made it. When gay motherfuckers start hitting on you. Where? That's when you know you really made it. <laughs> because that means, you know, because at the end of the day, when in that realm, now you know it's, comp- it's competition between them and actual heterosexual females. So a nigga know you really made it when you got everybody hitting on you. Yeah. Because <laughs> here's the thing. I'm a straight male. Like, I mean, I I mean, I ain't got to worry about, I ain't, I'm not worried about, you know, my sexuality. So I don't look at that as a negative. I look at that as, okay, nigga is going into another, another echelon. Like I'm, 
I'm going into an upper echelon. That's that's the only type of shit that celebrities feel. Bro, like, yeah. Great- but, uh, I'll, I'll tell a, <laughs> a quick story real quick, bro. I was at Food Line. Uh, and then you could... I, I just wanted to interject real quick, and then you can jump back to what you were saying. Um, yeah, for sure. I was at Food Line one night. You know, I was just going to get some stuff. You know, I walked in, and it was probably around, like, 10 or something. You know, 10 o'clock at night, and just going in. There ain't that many people. And then all of a sudden, I just see, like, I see this dude, transgender, clearly. But you can still, but you can tell it's a man, though. And then you see another transgender. And then you see, like, I don't know what you call this, this, like, they pet? This other dude that was, like, I don't know if he's, like, sexually confused. Or, they had him there, and it was weird as hell, but I was just like, okay. And then I was I was about to go up to get my uh, ring some stuff up, and I was looking at the associates, and they're like, oh, here they come again. You know, they ain't here again tonight. Yeah, um, so I was like, all right, fuck that. I'm, I ain't worried about none of that. So I just went and got my stuff, and I was leaving, right? And then all of a sudden, I hear one of them. They're like, hey, how you doing? I was like, uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I was like I'm good. They're like, you having a good night? Uh, I was like, yeah. I was like, you too. You have a good night. And they were like, you too. I was like, bro, I was like, what the hell? I was like, I was like, nah, bro. See, but look, I that's the choosing Yeah, yeah, that's the choosing signal. <laughs> I was like, nigga, look like one of my damn uncles low-key with a wig on. Like, bro. <laughs> Well, you ready to get out of here with that shit? <laughs> like, but, but look, bro, like, it's not like on, I'm not on, see, I'm not uh, transphobic, homophobic, none of that shit. Like, I, I mean, I don't care, you know what I'm saying? You do what you do at the end of the day. But like you said, bro, like, when you get to a certain level, you're going to get signals from everybody. And they know that you're on your stuff. You know, they they know that you, yep. what you're doing, and that's what's, that's, that's dope. And um, even uh, uh, with being by yourself, like, I felt like after my, uh, previous relationship it was a a brief relationship this year but it spanned over the course of a couple months I felt like I was just so tied into that that I wasn't really doing anything else but focusing on that because I was trying to focus I was trying to focus on making her happy and stuff you know what I'm saying and when we broke up I think that helped me out a lot because I don't think I would be doing this podcast like that I, I think I would still be like on the weekend, I'll probably be trying to do something with her. You know what I'm saying? Because I had, I got in good. I was getting in good with her family and stuff like that and all that stuff. So I was about to be very busy. And I know how you were with your previous relationship. That was a long relationship, long-term relationship. I know how it can yep. take you out for like weeks at a time. It's like, I'm, I'm busy, man. I can't, I can't do it, you know? So I think it's it's yep. a it's a gift and it's a curse uh, sometimes to you know just be doing your own uh, solo thing, but you know to each his own. Yeah, I want to I want to add to that. You know, it's a time it's a time and a place for a relationship. So it's a time and a place to be by yourself. It's a time and a place to have multiple relationships. Like the word monogamy, the, we in 2019 we got to stop looking at static. We're using st- static vocabulary words, you know what I'm saying? Like, we live in a dynamic reality, so like, I feel like it's a time and place for all this stuff, you know. Um, but you know, I, I was in a relationship, and you know, it was points in that relationship I learned a lot, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was, it was a, it was a time for that. Me going into the relationship, it was a time for me to go into that relationship. I had been out of one for so many years, um, but it was time for me to leave it also because I could see that for what I really wanted to do. The relationship in itself, not the person, 
was holding me back because you can't blame the person because you, you in it you in on it yeah. like the relationship in itself for where I wanted to go for where I wanted to be it was no choice but for it to kind of you know end for where I wanted to be and like that's exactly what I wanted and that's exactly how I'm glad it went you know a year and a year and some change later because was well, yeah a year later because at the end of the day I wanted to get my podcast going I wanted to get I've been wanting to do a YouTube channel. I've been wanting to probably do travel nursing, like stuff that you can't be really in a monogamous relationship and do. Yeah. <laughs> Especially with somebody who's setting their career also. You know, people, it's just right now with the time. And that was the greatest, one of the greatest recent decisions I made um, that's, that's happened to me was to, you know, have that, have that opportunity to leave a relationship and focus on myself. And I think this, the stuff that we're doing this year, the stuff that I've been doing this year, I mean, I learned how to save money. I've learned how to invest. I've learned, like, I got all kinds of different hobbies. Like, before it'd be like I'd have my three days at work and then I'd have my four days off. And I'd have no choice but to get, but to get straight, smoke straight loud all the time because I really didn't have nothing else to yeah. do. Like, I didn't have nothing else to do. That's why I was smoking weed, like, hell, all the time like this because I'm sitting in here. I got all these family members passing away and I don't have no hobbies on top of that. So that's the, that can be the rough stages of trying to master being alone. You got to really know sometimes it's, and, it's good to force yourself and to, to the, And to your point right there, another thing uh, AMS was saying on that, that live stream, he was like, man, you know, when you say hobbies, he was like, bro, none of y'all got hobbies no more. It's like all these mm-hmm. men, nigga, he was like, when I was your age, we used to shoot basketball. Everybody be outside balling. Everybody. You go to any court now, YMCA gyms, there's not that many people out there. What is everybody doing? They on their phone. What's all these dudes doing? They chasing ass all day long, 24-7. Just chasing ass. And I, and I, chasing ass, and a lot of them ain't even fucking. Yeah. Still. It's still, even to this day, like, it's like, man, even with me, even when I was on, it was like, it was waves. There'd be times where I'd be hella, I'd be jump, I'd be in the grease, boy. Shit be going crazy. Maybe still be times where I'll be, you know, I might be dry for a couple months because a lot of that's voluntary, but also yeah. at the same time, it made me look at it like, I mean, sometimes it's not voluntary. Really? Sometimes yeah. it's not. And it, made you, it makes you look like, yo, it's even worse in, in today's age because here's the thing with social media, with hypergamy, I promise you, it's always somebody out there at any age. Hell, it's niggas out there younger than you that's doing better than right you. and now females have access to that so that's why i say another reason why monogamy like i mean it's put us in a situation where if i was a, if, if i was a female can you blame them i mean they, we have never had this type of access to resources especially the females like, yeah. come on now like you can't really even blame them so as a man you got you got to get ready you got to be the best man you can be you got to be the best male the best version of yourself you can be and and if you start focusing on that shit you're going to come up last every time. <laughs> I promise you. You're going to come up last every time because you're focusing on the wrong thing. You're not putting the energy in the right spot. The last thing I want to say about, you know, just the jewels of of just what, what's going on in t- t- today's society is uh another thing that made me realize about how I was moving, how I had to kind of change it up for the time being. I uh, read a little bit of the 48 Laws of Power. Great book. And I think this is... 
Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure this is one of the laws. I can't remember where the law is, and I kind of wanted to expound on it. If it's not a law, I was like, well, should I add it into the 49th, 49th or 50th law? And one thing is, well, it's, it's going to be two, yeah, two things. One, when it comes to like, when it comes to actual sex and numbers and a number of, and like, you know, your availability, I started to realize <laughs> in your world, in your realm, when you're running shit, it takes more strength for a man to, to reject females than it is to constantly lay up with them. Right. <laughs> it takes more, it takes more power for you to be like, nah, than to always go out chasing ass. And then when you're getting it, to always fall in it. <laughs> it takes more power to be like, no, I got I want to do other shit. I want to focus on other shit. Now that's that's what I've been trying to train myself and what I've been training myself to do is to understand like, okay, like this is my world. It's it's I choose whenever I'm whenever I I'm fucking all that shit. Right. Like I choose that shit. Cause honestly, before or when you when you getting up to that level, getting up to that stage, man, shit. A lot of us, any type of situation we put in, we probably gonna put, we probably gonna execute right. it. And some a lot of those situations ain't favorable. And at the same time, you kind of that's a beta trait. You can't say no to no pussy. <laughs> you can't say no to no pussy tonight and focus on, you know, trading some stocks instead. You right. see what I mean? Like, there's other important shit out here that you can be focusing on at every, damn near any given time. And another another jewel um, is availability in itself. You think a king, you know, for a fact, I know for a fact, you think a king back, in, you know, when they had the castles and everything, you think everybody could just see the king? You think you think the the peasants and the even some of the nobles and even you, you think most people in the civilization always every on a daily basis saw the king and queen? Hell no. You, it'd be that'd be a rare sight to see a king. That's a rare sight to see a queen. When you saw that motherfucker, you are saluting him because it's so rare that you, that you even see him. So I took that as you can't make yourself available to. You got to make yourself as at least available to people as you can, and not in the way of not in a fake way. Because AMS talk about this too. You can't be fake busy. You got to find your hobbies. You got to find a greater understanding, a greater meaning in life, to where if somebody genuinely wants you to go do something, wants you to go to the club, which is nothing against it, but wants you to go to the club and you ain't really focused on yourself enough for the time being, you can then say. Nah, I want to actually finish this book I started reading last week. Or nah, I want to finish my blueprint for my business that I want to start. Right. Once you kind of make yourself more busy, you start to put up, push out king traits because availability is a bitch. Once people kind of get used to being around you, once they get used to being in contact with you, it diminishes your value. I know for a fact that is one of the laws of power already. I just wanted to expand on that. Um, that once you could become more exactly. available... That's why I know for me, I kind of naturally been doing that. You might, you might not see me for three months, a month, six months at a time. Every time somebody see me, though, they, I look different to them. A lot of times I ain't did nothing different. They just ain't that. Strong. That is so it. true, bro. Like, especially like I think about Instagram and how, you know, a lot of people, the, uh, when they get up there, you know, they just post and post and post and post. And me, on my uh, on my Instagram right now, you you see zero pictures of me. It's just pictures of um, my music. 
you know, I've just been promoting that. And then out of nowhere, I'm going to hit you with a picture or two. But it's mm-hmm. it's a thing of keeping that uh, exclusivity. You know what I'm saying? That's important mm-hmm. to people. And like you said, because people ain't heard from you and shit. Every time I go and we, we go meet up with some uh, some of my friends and stuff, um, they be like, damn, bro, you look different. Oh, you done grew your hair and shit. Like, because they don't see me. If I post, mm-hmm. I'm not posting me. I'm posting something I find interesting. Or if I'm on Twitter, I mean, that's just words. You know, I'm not posting my pictures and shit. Like, a lot of people, they just post themselves every day. It's like, I... I I, Makes yeah, no I sense. Feel, I, I truly do believe when they say every time you take a, a picture, you lose a part of your soul down there. You know what I'm saying? You're losing more of yourself. So I don't really take pictures of myself and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, So I, I feel like this is a better form of documentation than a picture, you know, mm-hmm. at this point. You know, they can hear our voices. You know, we can... This is something that can live on. Like, a picture can live on forever and stuff, but... It doesn't necessarily, it, it, it can only do so much, you know. From this, you can just hear somebody's thoughts and see, see, oh, this is what they've been up to over this last time I seen them like six months ago. Oh, this is what he on. Instead of just seeing me in a mm-hmm. picture, like, oh, okay. Oh, he, he in front of a, a Bentley now? Okay, he got, he got on some Gucci shoes and shit. He must be balling, you know. They don't know what you up to. And it, it shouldn't matter as long as, you know, you you guys, you know, you you hit him with an update every once in a while. Like, ah, oh, okay, I see. Oh, yo, damn, his his uh his his locks done grew and shit. Okay. Oh, you oh you you losing damn, he done lost weight. All right. So when they see you in mm-hmm. person, it it means more. You know? It does. It does mean more. And um to add a little bit to that, um definitely whenever here's kind of what I do too. I might go off the grid for three months, six months, and then I'll look at I'll, I'll take one day out of that, one day out of, the, out of out of the week, and I'll just I'll just bombard that shit with just I mean I'll put up probably like four Instagram videos and pictures in one day, but then I want I might not put nothing else back up for another three months, six months, just kind of looking at it as okay now nah, I look at it as a I done coiled up a spring for those for those three months of energy. And then that one day, boom, I can let my energy out and then call that bitch back up. So that means each time I'm putting stuff up, each time I'm doing something, it has some type of meaning right. to it. Um, and then whenever um whenever you whenever you make yourself more available, at the end of the day, you can be it's it's you get born just naturally. And also to add to the podcast, to the um to the effects of a podcast. Another, this adds to another law of power, and this is why, no matter what, this type of, this type of uh, media platform will never die, and it's only going. It's, we're in the era where it's going to strengthen, and it's going to continue to get stronger. And this, this type of, this type of media platform will never go anywhere as long as we have some type of technology. And even with technology, um, even without technology, you know, you got to remember, giving speeches in itself was a. Uh, a means of getting out information, but the the power that a podcast has with just your voice, nobody knows how you look. Yeah. So it adds yeah. automatically adds a layer of mystique to the whole thing. That is that that that. It's the, yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's dope to me to think that our voice is just reaching like all over, you know, in like Russia, India, Korea, 
You know what I'm saying? Like, people listening to us, like, you know what I'm saying? It's dope. You know, we just, we regular right now. We we just regular. Mm -hmm. But people take their time out their day to listen to what we have to say. You know, just two people, two two brothers from um, the country, you know, from small small towns in North Carolina, you know? It's, It's dope. It's dope how we can connect with different people from different backgrounds all over, you know what I'm saying? Like it's it's a it's cool, man. It's a, it's just a cool uh a cool feeling. Man, it's got it's got me it's giving me chills cuz I can I can for I can already see the vision, you know. I can see where this is heading. And you know, we ought to before we even started the podcast, this is what we kind of aimed for. Honestly, I, I didn't think it would be this quick. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't even, I honestly didn't think we would have that much of a world inf- influence also this fast. But with that being kind of the situation, it's kind of confirming to me that we are tapping into a white, to the right wavelength and the right energy. And it's kind of allowed me to kind of see where this could be headed. Yes, thousands of podcasts out here, hundreds of thousands of podcasts out here. But at the end of the day, it's, it's thousands of people starting businesses each day. It's thousands of people starting, um, you know, investment accounts each day but the difference between the successful ones and the ones who don't really get their platform to take off is do you see the vision and i promise you i'm not even like yeah i like that we record but i got a whole vision i know you too that's like 5 10 15 20 years down the line with with this like this is, do you have the vision? Are you actually seeing, I'm seeing in my head where we down, all we doing is traveling from country to country, state to state, recording. I'm, yeah, I'm seeing, <laughs> like, I'm seeing see that. It. Like I just, uh, 11-11 just passed and I just, I just yep. had a wish and my, my vision was just us on stage in front of like a, a packed theater, like a house of blues, like performing and shit, doing a live podcast. I could see that happening. What a, but if I like our brand, yeah, like exactly. our brand on our t-shirts and stuff and you know just interacting with the the uh the supporters you know at, in and after uh during the show and after the show you know like I see that man I see that being uh very realistic you know it's nothing but respect it's not but respect for you for everybody that's listening to the podcast for everybody that that has a thirst for knowledge like us Nothing but respect. I don't view myself necessarily as above anybody. As a collective, I, I view that we are a little bit, that we are definitely different, that we are from a different. If you're listening to this, then you are one of the chosen ones, period, because you're looking for information, just like how we are. We all we all got that same yeah. and that thirst for information. There's a lot of people out here. I mean, it's amazing to me in 2019 with all the crazy shit going on. I mean, if you're looking at you're really looking at world news and you're really researching, you got to understand that, I mean, this might not be the end times, but this shit is not like any other time that we've ever lived in. Even my grandparents, even our grandparents, even our parents, you can sit down and talk to them. My my grandparents went through literal, I mean, society had plenty different transformations on a conscious level. And my, even my grandma, you know, they went through like, the civil war type stuff and even her she's having a collective conscious change she's saying that i want to that i'm vegetarian i come home and we eat nothing but veggies you talking about we used to eat nothing but fried pork chops 
and, and, and collard greens and macaroni and cheese. Now I come home to a meal made of tofu. That's dope. <laughs> meal full of full of leafy greens. Like so, you got to understand. Like not necessarily the end times. I think it's something going on with that. It's not an end times per se, but it's a, it's a transition to a higher level of consciousness for everybody. And that's what the, that's what the times is right now. And um, yeah, I can already see the vision. You know, the vision. You know, period. This is what this is what we own. And yeah, I see. Like I said, I seen someone the other day. They were talking about the number of podcasts that's you know out there. And it was like if you starting a podcast, it's like it was a meme. I think Little Duval put up. He was like people are starting podcasts in 2019. And it was like it was like people in the water, like at the beach. In the in the uh, part with a like not in the shallow part, and there's a whole bunch of people in the water and shit. And I was going through the comments, and people put a number up. I think it was like seven hundred thousand podcasts on iTunes alone. But I was looking at how these people were commenting on this stuff, and I was like, "See, this is why. Like, that don't none of that. Matters. Right? You getting too? You getting? They getting too caught up with the numbers, the statistics of it, man. Like, it's about what you're saying, the content. It, you can have, bro, like. This is like um, me doing music, and I showed you already I've gotten hit up by, quote-unquote, major labels and shit. And I'm, and I'm just, I, I've only barely got scratched the surface. I've just had, like, maybe 100 listens total on my music. It's not about how big you are in terms of your fan base or your subscriber counts. It's about the content. The content is the most important thing. Don't matter if you got a follower 15 uh, um, uh, thousand followers. It's about the content. You know what I'm saying? That's what's driving everything. You got to focus on your message. You know, you could be yep. nobody, man. We just regular people. But it could be just one episode. We we talk about some shit. It, and then out of nowhere, just thousands of people listen to us. You know, you never know who's listening. That's the important thing about it. You never know who will find you based off, like, these algorithms and shit, you never know. So who cares if there's, like, over 700,000 podcasts and shit that, you know, that happened this year or, you know, that's happening in a year yearly basis, bro? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, to what they're saying, it's like, bro, who cares? Like, as long as your message hits somebody, that's the most important thing. Mm -hmm. It took me a while to realize that, and that's what I was telling you before about the illusions that our minds put in front of us. Uh, our mind, the, the universe, are putting an illusion in front of you to see if you really about what you think you about. And you know, one of the things I can say is uh, that stopped me from even wanting to even attempt to do anything like this, even a YouTube channel or anything like that, is the fact that I I was afraid that I wouldn't blow up. Which is, the, and which looking back now is like that's an illusion. And that's the way everybody, everybody feels like that. When they, That's one of the illusions that everybody feels when it comes to putting yourself on a public platform. But everybody feels that. Yeah. Like, even the people that blow up. But the difference between the ones that blow up and the ones who don't, who give up, is the fact that the ones who blow up, it was a time where they only had 10 people listening or 10 people liking their stuff. And five of them was, you know, that, that them, them looking at their own stuff. And them liking their own. So it was a time where they were like that too. But what was the difference? They never gave up. Consistency, <laughs> man. Con cons bro, like, I mean, this is with anything in life. Like, if you really want that something badly, if you keep going for it, eventually you will have some type of breakthrough. 
Like some, it might not be on the large scale that you think, but it's gonna it's gonna happen eventually. You just gotta be consistent and patient. And, you know, that's something that I've I've learned over time is just like you can't rush stuff, you know. You just like I've always been like a, a fucking uh anxious person. You know, I had one like most enthusiastic one year in uh, elementary school and stuff. It's like, bro, it's like you gotta be patient about stuff. This these things take time. It's like again, we're like I said a couple times, we're just regular. We don't know anybody, you know, that's doing this on a major level that could just shout us out or some shit that's got like say like twenty, thirty thousand followers. Oh yeah, shout. Uh, come listen to Divine Council. You know that we we don't have nobody. You know, we just doing this ourselves. And we're we're starting to see we're starting to gain traction, you know what I'm saying? It's not mm-hmm. about yeah, it's you know you you just gotta be consistent with whatever you're doing in life. You know you cannot if you quit, you never will get anywhere. There's no point of even putting the time in to begin with if you know that you're not gonna go through with it. A hundred percent right, man. You know another thing I want to add to that that's the energy that you're putting in. Like if you. I'm gonna be real with you, like even on my YouTube channel, I've already putting out like like 13 videos. But I'm gonna I'm tell you like this: every 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 fucking video, every fucking video I have put up the last month, it's been some type of technical difficulty. I'm talking about every every time, every time it's been some type of technical difficulty. I mean, I I finally figured out to where I can get my audio to work and the game audio to play at the same time. But now, what my capture card to do? Because after 44 minutes, it'll cut my video in a half. Well, it won't cut the video in a half. It'll cut the first half of the video off. And then it'll, it'll record the last, like, five minutes or so. But I noticed the last, the second clip, the audio is different. I ain't doing nothing yeah. different. But I look at all that shit. I look at all the technical difficulty situation. I look at that as, that's an illusion. <laughs> because you know how I feel whenever you probably record a song record a couple of songs and the shit ain't never record or, you know, you got, you got, uh, it, 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 it'll be like glitching and popping. I oh hate, that's God. the worst shit. I hate that. Yeah. But you know, that's, that's an illusion. The universe is wanting to see if you really about this shit. Are you going to give up? Are you going to tap out? Are you going to figure out how to correct that shit? Are you going to keep on pushing that and then keep on going through with it? Because at the end of the day, that the universe is testing you. Or you say you want to be a YouTuber? You say you want to you want to edit videos? We'll see if you're really about right. that. And a lot of times, or you say you want to make a podcast? A lot of times, them seven hundred thousand podcasts that started this year, a lot of them they ain't built like a, like the successful ones. And they're gonna probably get into a situation where hell, how many times have we had technical difficulties? Man, too many, too many to count. I mean, with some of the stuff is put the whole podcast. Bro, I was, I was at one and, point. I was thinking. I was like, bro, like. Is these is the fucking app trying to stop us from putting this shit out? You know, and, and sometimes you know, I mean, it's it's deep. It's sometimes the, it's your Mercury. It's, it, Mercury has a lot to do. Mercury been he been acting up, you know, this year. And if you know, just a little bit about, I'm deeply in astrology. Mercury is our tethering cord to knowledge, to information and technology and all these elements and, and um, not elements but circuits and electricity and technology. And you know, a lot of times, you know, that can that can act up. But what what is that? That's nothing but an illusion. It's nothing but an illusion. Still, the universe is te- so the universe is testing you to see if you really got that shit. If you stop and you and you fall victim to that shit, then you you'll be one of the ones that don't make it. 
But if you, even through all the hard times, through not anybody really listening to your shit, to people being negative, you know, comment negatively on your shit, or people not paying attention to your shit, that's when, that's when it really shows the character of who you are and what you're about. If you if you still in your head, keep your vision. It's like, man, I know I'm the shit. I know what I'm saying is real. I know what I'm saying. I know I'm entertaining. I know that this shit is good. Like this, what I'm doing is the people want. Just having that energy when you creating shit, you having that real energy when you creating shit, that goes into your right. work. <laughs> so when you finally hit the algorithm, that's when people people feel that shit. They like, oh shit, they feel that shit. It took me a while to realize that. There's hella people I follow on YouTube that they might have 100 subscribers, might only have 50 views, 100 views. That's where the real information right? is at. You're right. The, the, the bullshit most of the time gets uh, pushed to the top. You know, the mindless entertainment. But the niggas that's really saying shit is the niggas that don't got to... Uh, all you hear is audio. It sounds like they recorded it on a potato. But they speaking some real shit though. Like they speaking the real shit. And you like, bro, like what? What the fuck? Like they, they shit is so real, so thorough. Like you can tell it's raw and uncut because, like, bro, like they ain't ha- they ain't even got the money to put into this shit, but they still doing it. You know, and they they know somebody's gonna listen, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like this morning. I I had got, did a little dance this morning because I found another YouTube channel, a nigga speaking into a potato can. But I'm sitting up in this bitch like, yo, I'm gonna spend all day tomorrow watching these motherfucking videos because it's all new information, all new right. perspective. Nigga, he only getting fifty to three hundred views on his videos, and I will say this too. You know, a lot of times those that's not real viewer count. I agree. Also. Yeah. That. All right, because I was gonna, we, I was gonna cut in what you just said about mindless entertainment. I was gonna say like Will Smith and Target. Bro, I just seen that shit that so much on my on, on YouTube so much, bro. Yeah, I'm like, bro, and I'm gonna tell you, it's why, the reason why is because YouTube is abandoning that true platform mm, because yeah. a lot of these videos that we grew up on, them, them conspiracy, they didn't have no control over the. I mean, it was real videos of people putting UFOs up and shit. You notice. You get on YouTube now. Look how hard it is to find a conspiracy. Yeah, they taking video. that shit down, bro. Unless it's I'm uh, you, right you type in conspiracy, I guarantee you one of the first videos you'll see is Shane Dawson. Dude, I was on there when I be on there looking up like my specific channels, like RFG, the chosen one. I recommend. You know, he. I don't agree with a. I don't agree with his ego, and I'm gonna add to that also. Um, but I. But the the brother's information is on point more times yeah. than not. And I tried to put in RFG, uh, you know, he's talking about the fires, and we'll talk about that later. And I, I put in a specific RFG chosen one for um, California wildfires. I put that shit in the search bar, and I couldn't, like, literally had to scroll all the way down to find a video that he from his channel that didn't even have any, it wasn't even a video about the fires. But all the other shit was ABC newscast, NBC newscast, of them showing footage of wildfires. I don't want to see that shit. I know what that shit is about. That shit is misinformation. I want to see a specific right. video. And now even searching specific channels, they make it a specific channels that you follow under your name. Even when you search them in a the toolbar, they make it to where when you do a general search, it's impossible to find this shit. And it's because I'm starting to realize in the early stages of YouTube, before Google bought them, because Google had to buy them to get control over it. Before Google bought them, a lot of that shit that we were seeing, a lot of them conspiracy yeah. videos, that set forth the snowball effect of why people are waking up now. 
that set up a culture of that started the culture of wanting to be have a thirst for knowledge. And Google had to buy YouTube out, and Google had to basically they basically committed suicide platform uh, about a month about a couple weeks well about last week um, with with how they monetize the videos because YouTube was basically started as an average Joe, you know, communication tool, a news tool for, you know, real news. Well, Google bought them, so the original people that own YouTube don't even own YouTube no more. And they made it to where now they're paying celebrities like 100 Gs to create YouTube channels. When YouTube didn't, that's not how YouTube even got its name. You think I want to sit up here and watch Jimmy Kimball? Oh, fuck it. Yeah, it might be a million people that want to watch that shit, but it's because they got to put $100,000 worth of, worth of um, marketing into putting that shit on everybody's yeah. algorithm. That shit, you can see, you can sneeze to see Jimmy Kimball in your suggested links. Be watching some shit about damn cats and Jimmy Kimball will pop up and Will Smith at Target will pop up. Nobody really wants to see that shit. We want to see conspiracy tinfoil hat videos. That's how the fucking platform started. Right. And they couldn't, they couldn't, uh, they had to get control of this shit. Because right now, the last thing you can, you, you need to have is an open platform for people to see the moon on its back. <laughs> to see these blood moons, to see these, see these, all these crazy events going on. They got, they got, they had to get control over that shit. And, you know, that's what happened. But I'll say this, you know, I still like YouTube, but it is a dying platform. Because they, they realize the power so, that they Yeah, have, yeah, they, there's so many changes, restrictions. Like, I don't think you can upload... They they don't really play with people like I think cursing in videos and shit like it's mm. it's got really strict. Jimmy Kimmel can have can say fuck a hundred thousand times and still get pushed through your algorithms, but let me say fuck one time on a motherfucking video game or on a video game video. One, let me say that more than two times. Sometimes once you get demonetized, and it's like they're neglecting the core user base. Yeah, Will Smith and Jimmy Kimmel might bring you a, they might have a, a million people viewing their, viewing their videos, but what about the other million channels, some who already get a million views, some with 100,000 views of real information? You, you, you're going to neglect all right. that? For fucking Will Smith? This nigga Will Smith ain't telling me shit that I already don't know. That, he is my child. He ain't as woke as, as conscious as me. He, he, got, he got a gift in this society to get that much, to get all his riches because he can be controlled. That's what a celebrity is. Somebody gave them that money because they can be controlled. They're puppets. I don't have respect for any of them. It's nothing that they say that the divine council don't already know. Right. I don't give a fuck about this nigga at Walmart. <laughs> that shit funny as hell. That thumbnail. Yeah. Who are you? That should be y'all. That I feel like that's me. I feel like that's me. I should be making them type of videos, even at the, even as a regular person. We all should be having that type of confidence to do stuff like that. Who is Will Smith? Who is Jimmy Kimmel? It's mindless entertainment, but I got control over my mind. So, man, I was gonna say I think I think that's a good um, a good jumping point or a good segue into like one of the the topics that I had wrote down in my uh, my notes uh, for this episode. Um, the past week, there's been like this, uh, I guess this little bit of, well, yeah, some controversy with uh, LeBron, LeBron James. Everybody knows LeBron James. He uh, he was during a preseason 
interview, he was asked about what the Houston Rockets general manager, Daryl Morey, tweeted. Um, what Daryl Morey tweeted um, on October 4th was his support of the Hong Kong protesters, and he got some backlash from that. And <laughs> LeBron, see, LeBron, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm a LeBron fan and stuff, you know, so I usually I'll just be like, look, bro, like, they can't. They ain't got nothing. LeBron ain't got a stain on his his legacy outside of basketball. He don't really, you know, what I'm saying he he don't say nothing crazy or anything. But this, I was looking at him crazy when he said this. So LeBron pretty much said to that to that uh, point with Daryl Morey, he was uh, supporting the Hong Kong protesters. LeBron said, "I'm not here to judge how the league handled this situation. I just think that when you're misinformed." or you're not educated about something, and I'm just talking about the tweet itself, you never know the ramifications that could happen. We all seen what they what that did, not only for our league, but for all of us in America, for people in China what? as well. All right. And then, you know, people were calling LeBron out on that. They were like, what, they're like, what are, you, what, what are you talking about, LeBron? Like, so you, you pretty much are siding with... Uh, with China uh, on this situation because uh, it, you don't want it to affect what you got going on with the league, the NBA. Exactly. He sounded like he sounded exactly. I mean, sound like a communist to me, you know. Uh, but I mean, I'm just calling it how I see it. And he his he technically tweeted it out, but it was probably his publicist because he was catching heat. I'm I'm going to his uh, account right now. Let me see what he tweeted. He said. Let me clear up the confusion. He tweeted this October 14th. Let me clear up the confusion. I do not believe there was any consideration for the consequences and ramifications of the tweet. I'm not discussing the substance. Others can talk about that. My team and this league just went through a difficult week. I think people need to understand what a tweet or statement can do to others. And I believe nobody stopped and considered what would happen. Could have waited a week to send it. So he's pretty much, okay. you know, he's on that rich, he's on that rich nigga shit, bro. He's pretty much like, look, y'all fucking up my bag right now. You know what I'm saying? We we focused on trying to win another chip. Y'all over here talking about the protests. Nah, leave that to, uh, I'm quoting Neil Thug now, leave that to all the lawmakers and politicians and all that shit. We, we young, flashy <laughs> niggas, out, you know, we flashy out here. We don't... Lee, that's all the lawmakers and shit. We ain't got nothing to do with that. That's what it sounded like to me. It sounded like a, a grown man who's he's going to be a billionaire by the time he retires or might be before that. That's over here. He just he he's not with the protests with these people that have been oppressed for so long that they they uprising now because he's in business with China. You know why he's in business with China? Mm -hmm. Because he signed a lifetime contract to Nike. And where mm -hmm. is Nike at? China. Wow. So, your uh, your thoughts on that? I'm about to go in because I'm glad this is one of the ones that I mean the segue is perfect with our podcast. I've been speaking like a broken record on these Hong Kong protests for the last at least three or four podcasts, and this is perfect because you know you said communist. I agree with that, but I'm going to take it even a step further. He sounds like a straight up mm. slave. Um. He sounds like a slave to me because it's like it's a bigger picture behind your fucking dollars because that shit ain't going to be here too much longer, one. And two, 
What, what are you talking? Do you, do you really know what's going on over there? He definitely don't. don't. He don't. <laughs> he just, look, he's thinking about the factories that's in China, which, you know, it's already set in stone. More than likely China, which is a paper empire, we're, trying, we're starting to see. Um, it's going to probably, it's going to collapse soon. They're on the verge of civil war. They're literally on the verge of economic collapse because of the tariffs. Like, it's extremely bad over there. And he's frustrated because he's losing stock. He's losing money. But that don't matter when you're when you, when you you're literally encroaching on the people's land when you're trying to oppress people. But it's very concerning coming from a minority like LeBron. Um, and, it, and it goes to show that even in 2019... Um, that we still have that slave mentality when we get a little bit of uh, a change in our pockets. I can say right now, LeBron James is more, when it comes to popularity, when it comes to impact, he should be paid more than the owner of Nike already. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yet yeah, he's still going to be a son to Phil Knight. He's still going to be a son. To, he's still going to go back to the team where the owner pretty much denounced him and sunned him publicly you know send out a letter and had which had racial undertones to it but he still went right back to them and won them their first major title in 50 plus years now y'all see why the divine council don't really we don't we don't worship these celebrities because i'm gonna tell you like this these are our sons these are our kids because the type of shit that they still fall victim to I can never see myself falling victim to no, to no shit like that. This is why I'm not on the level that they are on. They don't, you got to have a certain trait to be a celebrity in this society. You got to have a trait of being controlled. You got to, this is why they all, this is why people be like, why ain't Jay-Z doing this? Why ain't LeBron doing this? Because through contract and through personality, they can't. <laughs> they wouldn't be where they at. They know who they put, they know who they giving money to. They know who they giving a platform to. They giving, they're not giving that shit to people that's going to crush the system. They giving that shit to the people that's gonna keep their interests rolling, and LeBron, I guess, think you know he's he's got a couple hundred mil. He's gonna be a billionaire. He's definitely gonna be a billionaire after those statements. Yeah. Um, I guess he thinks that this money matters or some shit. Like, bro, like, no, you better realize that shit is happening over there. It's gonna get worse over there, and it's happening all all around the world, and it's gonna happen here pretty fucking soon. It's gonna happen here very soon. So you better be worried more about what really matters than some dollars. You still stuck in that mindset of worried about some dollars. He sound like a straight up slave to me, dog. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, LeBron, he he took a he took an L for even talking about that. If he didn't know anything about it, he could have just been like, uh, yeah, no comment or something. Like, it, I mean, it's clear he just he just was rambling because he didn't know exactly what was going on. So, but he just wanted to say something, you know, because they, I think, yeah, they were just over there actually. The Lakers were just over in China for uh, preseason uh, basketball. But still, man, like if you if you're not educated on something, it's cool to just sit it out, man, until you do some research. He just sounds very egotistical and full of himself, you know, like with that the statement he made, and then coming on Twitter, it's not he ain't even apologize. It's like he doubled down on it. You know, and yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm and LeBron. Crazy. I mean, to be real, LeBron has never really like. I can't think of a time before this where he's caught this much heat for saying something. So, no pun intended. He's caught this much heat for saying something. Wow. You know, <laughs> um, you look, you look, yeah, you look at you look at people like Jordan. People all the time say Jordan's an asshole. 
off the court and stuff, you know. But everybody praises LeBron, but this time right here, it just makes me look at him differently, you know. So, and honestly, when you really research Michael Jordan, what more has LeBron done than Michael Jordan for the community? Well, Michael Jordan, he he does he does he has the prison reform, but he still does yeah. Jordan Jordan just uh, hold on, I'm about to pull it up. Jordan just donated millions, I think, to something. To yeah. uh, I mean, he he here's the thing. Here's the problem with Jordan. He he plays both sides, but don't I mean it looks well, like he, okay. He didn't sides. donate millions. He donated a million to uh the Hurricane Dorian relief in the Bahamas. And I'm. I'm and I, I'm, I'm sure he. I, I feel like he has. He has more. Um, he has more that doesn't go through the media. Too. Oh yeah. I mean, I feel like a, I don't know. I, I, I look at this situation as, you know, because we. I feel like at this point, it's something I've researched, something I've paid attention to, and I can. I think I can clearly say, on one side, I have more. I have a. I have knowledge about this. So I could be able to sit at the table with LeBron and have a conversation about this. And, and, you can uh, be at the shop. <laughs> be at the shop. Yeah. You know, and uh, yeah, he should have just been. He should have just been quiet. To be real, he should have just been kept his mouth shut. But the reason why he had to do that is that was the signal call to make another meal or another couple hundred million right. or something. He's showing his masters that he still. He still could be controlled. That's the only reason why he did that. Because, I mean, that's a good opportunity for him to show his masters. Look. I'm I'm, I'm on the same wavelength as these other multi-billionaires yeah. in the United States who control the fucking NBA, control your contract, control your endorsements. He, he trying to show them, I'm ready to be in y'all echelon. Though he, I think deep down he knows. Deep down, I don't think he can. Yep, and, yeah, you're right. I, I feel like... He just don't give a fuck because if it's not making him money at this point, who cares? You know, because I mean, because like my grandma, she used to say, uh, I'll be at I'll be at her house and uh, after school or something and Oprah's sh- uh, show will come on or something like that. And, you know, Oprah's one of the richest black people in the world. Uh, one of the richest black women, for sure, you know. And I always, I used to be like, damn, you know, I was like, yeah, that's, you know, that's dope. You know how she, uh, she came up and stuff. But then my grandma would be like, eh. you know, she'd be like, you don't know how she, what she did to get there though. You know, you don't know what mm-hmm. she did to acquire that, that, the, uh, those billions, you know? And I think, man, to get to that level, like you see a guy like, uh, the, the, uh, the brother Robert F. Smith. Robert F. Smith, black man, CEO yeah. of Vista Equity Partners. He's a billionaire. He just uh, paid off, well, he plans to pay off all the student loans for an entire uh, Morehouse graduation class. And not only for them, he's paying off the parents' debt as well. You know, I, I look at that, you know, that's great and stuff. And a, a lot of people like, he's doing that for taxes purposes, right? Like charitable donation. If you know, you know the drill, you know what I'm saying? He get a little more back. But even even then, I mean, if he did that for a good cause, you know, that that's dope that he did that. But it's like, we don't know what he had to do to get to that point, to the billions he's got. At mm-hmm. some point, you're going to do some shady. I think at some point, all of these billionaires have done some shady shit or some things that most people would be like, ah, this is unethical. You know? Yep. 
I agree. I agree. You have no clue what they've done. And I think the difference, like I said, I truly think what separates them from other people is the fact that they have a certain level of, they have a certain trait that a lot of normal people, well, let's, I'll say it like this. I feel like a lot of us, a lot of our melanated and, and indigenous ones who are, um, who are celebrities, I feel like some of them are chosen ones in the, and have been chosen ones in the past in past societies, but they are um, either under attack to be controlled, or they are um, agents. Not agents. When I, not, I, I know I throw the term agent around a lot, but they're they're not really for the interest of our, of us. Basically, it's one of two things. I think I do think there's some out there that really. That have something that in, in their in their NATO charts or something within their personality that sets them apart from the average Joe. But I also think it's another another part of them that they can be controlled. They can fall victim to being more controlled, and this is where they get that money from. They they get tested. They see like how 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 controlled can I have this this person over you know over their mind. You think they're going to give a billion dollars to somebody that's going to give a meal to, you know, or that's going to build it? That's going to give out, like, say, like, they give uh, LeBron a bill, a billion. First thing he he says is, oh, yeah, I'm, uh, first thing I do once I, I get this uh, billion is I'm going to give a million dollars in reparations to the city of Akron, minority um, black wow. community. If he says some shit like that, Bro, he's gonna catch hell for that. He's gonna, and that, mm-hmm. and that, you know, and that throws me into another topic that I didn't even write down. But now that I mention it, I think it's worth noting that um, a, uh, a Ivy League school, this is groundbreaking. A Ivy League school, Princeton. Princeton has announced the the Princeton Theological Seminary has announced it will set aside $27.6 million in reparations to repent for its ties to slavery. What is that? I mean, all right, all right, all right, all right. It sounds, you want to go in first? Yeah, um, hold on, let me, uh, can I just put up the article of, uh, damn, New York Times won't let me read the rest of that article. I want to read a little more on it before I, I say anything. Um, um, I, I think, I think it's another Ivy League. I think Yale did that. Yeah, too. look, I think, yeah, let me, um, let's type that. Yeah, uh, if y'all watching the Oregon game, uh, Todd Dodd just got his neck broke down there. Oh, shit, <laughs> Dude, that's a crazy helmet to help me right there. He getting ejected for the next. Well, I, okay, with Yale, I'm saying that they had a debate, but that that was last mm. year. They they had a debate, mm. but as of now, the only one that I'm seeing is uh is this print yeah Princeton. Princeton, but but yeah Princeton under the plan which was announced last week will be implemented over the course of the next five years. The private and it's only one school of the college, uh, mind you. The private, the private School of Theology in New Jersey will offer 30 new scholarships and five doctoral fellowships for descendants of people who were enslaved or for others from underrepresented groups. The, sem- the seminary will make changes to its curriculum, 
hire more scholars to study the legacy of slavery and rename campus spaces in honor of prominent African-Americans, among other initiatives. The program would cost more than a million dollars a year, the seminary said, and $27.6 million will be set aside in the endowment to sustain it. All right. My first, uh, my first like reaction to this, because I, I saw this, I saw this, I think, this past week. And I know they, I know, I knew that one of these Ivy League schools was talking about it, doing it, but to hear them actually say this shit is like it's crazy to me. That I mean, but I mean this is big though. I don't think people understand the ramifications of this. Because if they're doing this, it's only a matter of time before other uh, Ivy Leagues do it, and then I feel like it, it will eventually get to the public um, colleges uh, across the country. I think it's a it's a great thing. It's a great thing for the people, um, for our you know our people. You know what I'm saying. Now let's let's not get it confused and say all of us um, were not enslaved. But to the ones that were enslaved or have ties to that, you know, it, I think it is important that uh, people get their just due. The thing, though, that I'm looking at uh, that's interesting is it, they're saying that they're giving 30 new scholarships to descendants of people who were enslaved. But here's the one that the thing that stuck out to me or for others from underrepresented groups. Now, what does that mean? What does uh, others from <laughs> underrepresented groups mean? Uh, it, they, they just literally contradict. Yeah, that, that's what I'm looking at. It like, huh? Like, you know, like, are they? Are they? Go, they're gonna give it to the the indigenous people with ties to tribes and in, uh, in the U.S. Are they gonna do that, or are they gonna give it to oh, let, let, um, people uh, immigrants? You know, from like. Um, from the Middle East or Hispanics, I you know what I'm saying like I'm I'm just under, I, I want to get like a better definition on what they mean from others from other underrepresented groups because they if they're trying to bunch all of those people in, I mean mind you it's only thirty scholarships, but and five doctoral <laughs> fellowships, it's not a I mean that's not a lot at all but like if they're bunching them in. I don't know how that sounds. That that kind of sounds. I mean, that that sounds a little weird to me. But your takes on this? Okay, man. I'm about to go to fucking, and you know, you might not agree with me. I don't care if anybody agrees with me on this, because I'm gonna tell you what's going on with this reparations. You know, I, I figured out a new term today that we need to really understand, because I am Native. American. I'm not African American. Um, we're gonna get that right. I you can't be born on two different times. Let's get that. Let's get that twisted. So it's, a, it's fundamentally incorrect to even say African American, and that term was not even something that we as a people came together to create. We didn't come together to create that. An agent created that term to recap to reclassify us as people that's not going to have any rights in this society. That's what African American means. Um, but I would, uh, my, my fellow uh, Native American brothers from Alabama, Brown Fox Seven Eight Nine on Instagram. He, uh, he, he started a term for that. That um, I think we need to really start paying more attention to, at least us Native Americans, 
you claim yourself as African American, that's on you because it's a big difference between the reparations of a African American descendant of slaves and the restitution that's uh, owed to the Native American descendants of prisoners of war. <laughs> um, and the term that he, that he coined was restitution. Look up what restitution means. It basically means giving back what was stolen or lost to the original people of a conquered land. That's what restitution is. So I'm going to tell you what's going on with this reparation psychological operation. This is something that the government, see, they, they see the prophecy. They, they deep into astrology. They deep into the books. And they see that this time right now, it's going to be a time where this is the time we're going to start fighting back and getting our shit back. So what they're trying to do is they're trying to give us a look. They're trying to finally do what they probably should have done in the 60s, but they, they waited too late to do this shit. It's too late to give us reparations now, but they waited too late to, to, to do this. And the only thing they're trying to do with this reparation shit is give us, a, uh, give us less than 1% of what we really owe to make themselves look better and to confuse us even farther. A couple of things uh, specifically about the Princeton thing that I don't agree with is the fact that it's only for one department. Right. What the School of that? theology. What is theology? It's fucking religion. The school of religion. So are you talking about the same religion that was started through the Crusades that wrote, that the Pope wrote a dumb diversus about, which is basically a papal bull, which is basically a declaration that says we can conquer the indigenous ones on that, on the, in the golden, in the golden lands of North America. The same religion, the same theology, that fundamentally in, in, 20, in the last 2,000 years looks at those who are indigenous as lesser beings. So what are they going to do? They're going to give you, they're going to give what? Out of 30 people, they're going to give two true indigenous people a full scholarship to teach them more misinformation? Mm-hmm. <laughs> to teach them more misinformation? To, to tell them that you are a descendant of slaves, but it ain't a million years worth of history before that? See, even though I am a prisoner of war, my family does they we do have ties to slavery because at the end of the day, if you're indigenous, you all this shit. We are the culture. This is what this is what that shit means. We were the slaves. We were the Indians. We were the Hebrews. We were all this shit. We we are all this mother. We are we are the Moors. We're all that shit. <laughs> we're all that shit. We're not just one fucking group, but they want to focus on the slavery aspect, which is the most recent aspect of us being conquered. Because they don't want you to even look back farther. So they're trying to tell you. They, this is, all this is a psychological, psychological operation. They're still not telling you who you really are when they know who you really are. <laughs> they're trying to basically tell you, look, we know that we got we to eventually give you y'all stuff back. I mean, they're saying that through privacy, through law, through natural law, they have to give us our shit back. Or they will, have, they will be dealt a deadly sword. Got to remember, slavery didn't end because Lincoln just just freed the slaves. That nigga ain't had no choice but to. He did. He did that. That was a business move. That was a business, and that was a historical move. They wrote that. Why the, they wrote that motherfucking Declaration of Independence or whatever the fuck this shit. All that shit don't matter. They wrote that shit out because on the daily, the Gullah, the Seminole, the Creek, the Cherokee, the true tribes that were still here. Because you got to think, we were still classified as. As Native Americans, all the way up until basically the 70s. Look up this, the Indian Bill of Rights Act, 1968, which is the Civil Rights Act, the nickname for the Civil Rights Act of 1968. You are the Indian. So, all, all I'm trying to say is it's, it's, 
at a point in the timeline where they're trying to beat us. They're, they're trying to basically stop us from continuing to research who we are because we are on that. The smoke, the snowball is rolling. The snowball is rolling. They're trying to get beat us to that shit without us actually researching what we really deserve. These motherfucking ADOS people. Oh man, the whole last night, just straight up getting attacked by that mob mentality of African descendants of slaves. I don't like the fact that they involuntarily include everybody that of color. Well, well I will group. say this to uh, interject: they're trying to separate. They, it's yep. it's divisive. It's um because they're, I they, they for one they say foundational. Well, okay, you see people say um. Some people say African descendants of slavery. Some people say American descendants of slavery. Then you have people that say foundational black Americans like uh, Tariq Nasheed. He, he usually says that and he ties it to ADOS. However, they're not thinking of the indigenous people um, to this land. They're, they're always saying foundational as being the people that were brought in through slavery. And they're saying they're the ones that built the the country when that is that couldn't be further from the uh truth because if you do research look further you will see the indigenous people the true indigenous people the black native americans the the native americans the black indigenous not aboriginal but original people were the ones that founded this country um and they were the ones that built it up. And over time, it, it I, I don't know exactly. I have to do more research on it myself. You might can speak um, to it better than I can at this point. Over time, uh, the foreigners came over and they took over. And then they brought over people from Africa. But, but people, I think people fail to realize that or they try to dismiss it and say, that's not the point. And they just try to pinpointed on ADOS saying like no these you know ADOS is what the focus should be on but and they they don't associate there's still a lot of uh black people that don't associate Native American with being black and I think that's the one issue that we're that's a main that should be focused on more moving forward if we're gonna actually talk about reparations you know you see and here's 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 where the uh the vitri the vitriol and uh and uh Mob mentality and the divisiveness comes from ADOS is the fact that it was set up by agents. That whole thing was set up by CIA COINTELPRO agents. All these movements are created by literal agents because, like I said, they know the times we're in. They know right now it's going to be extreme energy on the earth, and where we're going to, it's going to be easier for us to understand who we are and research the knowledge of who we really are. So they're trying to keep us asleep by trying to give us more information of who we are. They're still trying to tell us who we are. They're trying to make us make it to where we don't where we don't have that thirst for knowledge to continue to research who we are because right now is the best time of probably the last twenty thousand years to where you can get the information and get information instant, in general instant information in, in, in general. So what they're trying to do, they're trying to keep with these same two thousand year old tactics that they've been doing by continuously telling. Think about it. We're the only ones where people tell us who we are. I'm fucking sick and tired of people calling me black and African American because honestly, where at some point. I never like I, I never sat down and really thought I was black. Even even growing up, I'm like, I don't really look black. How can I be African American? It's a, it's a, I mean, it's a color. 
It's a color. It's not. I mean, and, th- and just to think about that, black. What they call us, what they say before black, color. So I mean, if you and that that's offensive right there as it is. So if you're still associating what? us with a color, how is that any better than being called color? You know what I'm saying? Like it. I'm gonna I'm gonna blow some heads off with this shit. What it is? Okay, you know I, we've always had this conversation of like why they call me black and I really don't look black. Why they call themselves white and they don't really look white? Are y'all ready for this? It's because terms like black, African American, these are reclassifications. Because see, remember, we the only ones that don't. We can't tell. We can tell people who we are, but we've been under this mind mind curse, this mind this mind trap of where no people are. They're telling us who we are, and the reason why they're telling us who we are is because legally through law they are creating these reclassifications that within this society has no rights. The term black has a literal law meaning, and it means a lack of. The lack of what? Every fucking thing, including your fucking rights. Mm. <laughs> this is why when you're in the census and you classify yourself as black, this is why when Trayvon Martin, he gets gunned down illegally. He, this is why when we go to court and we're getting gunned down by these people, and more than likely them people, them people literally classify themselves as black or African-American. And through law, these have legal meanings. This, the, those, those meanings have a, it's, a, it's, it's something behind that. It's a legality behind that. Black means the lack of. So if you classify yourself as black, you have no rights or anything on this land. You literally are a prisoner of war. If you classify yourself as African-American, through natural law, you can't be born on two different continents. This is why a lot of times it doesn't say Caucasian-American or Asian-American. It says Caucasian. It says Asian. It's one motherfucking thing because through natural law, you can't be born on two different continents. So if you are voluntarily classifying yourself as African-American, you're legally letting them know, I don't know who my mother is. I don't know who I am. So if you let the Caucasian classify who you really are, they're not going to give you no fucking rights. This is why when you get gunned down, you don't get justice. These niggas ain't doing nothing that we, that they're not doing nothing special. We created this system. We created the system, man. We created this shit. Why you think they not? Why you think they're not building pyramids? Why you think they're not building more capital buildings? What do you think the capital buildings in each of our cities, like in the, the capital buildings in Raleigh, Cali- different cities in California, with the big ass dome pieces? What oh, you, you just you just brought up something good with the dome uh, piece. That, that's a that pause. Is- that's a pause. But I got something. <laughs> I got something to, to add to that. That though these even these city hall structures, these court, these, the reason why they're not building these shits on a daily basis because that's ancient architecture. These are literal castles. These are castles. What do you think all that shit is in DC? Those are literal castles. That's literal. Like that was our cap. That, that was a part of our, one of our major cities, and thousands of years before these people even were Yo, here. Um, I'm about to send you a picture. I don't know if you if you're on the phone, you should still be able to see it, right? Oh, while we're recording. Yeah. Uh, when you said the dome and the dome structure being ancient, it just made me think of one person and one celebrity that, that you know that I do follow, and that's Kanye West. This guy was actually building domes. He was building domes mm. in California, and I'm about to send you a picture of them. They got torn down, though. They The... Um, the people, I think, 
California, like the something with like the issues or whatever, zoning issues or whatever, they tore down his dome structures. But this guy is <laughs> y'all can all right, y'all can, can say he's crazy and everything else, but he understand he's the only person, he's the only celebrity I see that thinks like this or talks like this. He's talking about buying up land in the Midwest because he's been buying a lot of land in like Wyoming and stuff. He's saying that's what we should be focused on is uh, buying land and um, building on that. And he he was built he was building these dome like structures to house people to house like homeless people, mm. and it got they tore them down. And all right, I'm about I oh. just sent you a picture. All right, but I'm gonna I'm add about I'm gonna add a little bit to Kanye West. Kanye West is one of those rare beings as he's on a daily. He's beating this COINTEL pro. This is why this is why he seems like he comes up as a hypocrite because he's under the some he's under the, probably some of the most ridiculous psychological programming that we can even imagine because of the power that he really of the his mind. He still has control over his mind. And this is why uh, when he has these interviews, he comes out and has these interviews every few months or so. He's defeated this, he's defeated this programming. He's talking in code. And you probably hear here soon something crazy will happen. He probably they'll probably say, "Why is he lounging with Trump?" Or he probably be in the media again because this nigga still got control over his mind, and they 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 can't they 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 can't defeat him with any mental programming, and they want to make him look crazy and all this and that. And <laughs> wow, that looks like some some shit you would see in them in the uh, Omex. Old Mac area, Mexico. He, he's he's, <laughs> he's, he's tapped rhythm. in. He's tapped into something. So let me tell you why. Because I, 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 let me tell you why they tore it tore it down. I want to speak a little bit about. Uh, I want to segue into the to the the fires that's going on in California because that really made me think about that. The reason why they tore it down and he, the reason why they don't want him housing the homeless is because initially that cost of living thing that they got the gentrification that they yeah. doing out there was the initial tool that they wanted to use to get people off that land. See, it's a setup. And I had to do research on this. People are homeless out in like California and them type of over overpopulated type areas because it's set up like that. You got UPS workers living in tent towns. They can't get apartments because you're paying over $2,500 for a fucking closet. Your rent's increasing by $100 per month each time you resign your lease. It's because they're trying to lock out the poorest, they're trying to lock out certain people from even going, from even moving to those areas. And they're trying to get people to move out. So what's going on now? Pacific Gas and Electric, PG&E, which is like the Duke Energy of the West Coast. It's been known that they've been, they've had a, a, a key, um, basically, they've been starting these forest fires off of their utility lines and, and whatever. But I'm going to take it a step further. They're using direct energy weapons now. Um to get people up off that land because the reason why California is such a big deal is because that is one of a, one of many, or one of a few chakra chakra earth points on the planet. That's literally, that area is literally a, a, a chakra. Like you have different area, different points on the, on the maps on, I mean, on, on the globe. That's literal chakra points. That's why it attracts so many people out there, including negative people. It attracts so much, so many people because there's so many energy, so much energy on right. the land. Um, and also, if you look at where the how the forest, the, the fires across the globe, 
they are a lot of them are really really close to to the equator. <laughs> mm. Uh, the Congo, the Amazon, Indonesia. Now you got them in um California. All these fires are going on at the same time, and they're all using the same type of technology. See what's what's going on, man? It's it's just it's nothing. It's, it's a certain energy on the planet, and specifically black the PG and E. Um, it's a lot of movies, a lot of symbolism leading up to what's going on over there. And you know they just filed for bankruptcy earlier this year, and the reason why they filed for bankruptcy is because. They've been setting these damn fires. And once you file for bankruptcy, you don't have to pay no lawsuit. You don't have, you, all your lawsuits are on hold. And it's ironic that these, these fires are starting to pick up like nothing, like nothing else. And we starting to have and, weird ass. Uh, uh, I was going to just say, I was just going to say PG and E, if anybody doesn't know, is it stands for the Pacific Gas and Electric Company. So utilities yep. throughout California. Um, PG&E is, um, deals with that, gives that service, but continue. And, um, yeah, they, they, uh, they put all their lawsuits on hold, but at the end of the day, I have a good YouTube channel that you guys can follow and go check. Well, you can go check out, uh, called Logic Before Authority. And this guy for the last two weeks, he put up infrared maps and these infrared maps, Show they show heat, they show they can show the cloud, they can show they can differentiate between clouds and smoke, between um, you know, lights and um actual explosions. And he's breaking down where it's explosions all across the state of California, not Arizona, that are happening simultaneously that hundreds of miles apart. That's not how forest fires, that's not how brush fire starts. And the only way you can see this shit on the on these satellite maps is it has to be a large amount of energy. I mean, these blast radius radiuses are like, radii are like the size, like 50 miles long, 50 miles wide, 20 miles wide, because you wouldn't even be able to see the shit on this type of satellite map. Oh, yeah, and by the way, they have a satellite out there that's called Dragon. Mm. You know, they got to tell you really what's going on. They got to, they have to, part of natural law, they have to tell you what's going on, even though, even if they have to put it in layers. They got to tell you what they're doing before they do it. And um, right now they're trying to get everybody up off these different lands because on these certain in these certain lands these are shocker points. This is where now it's even easier to get get to get certain levels of energy in California and different in, in these different areas. And the vegan and, ve- and vegetarian push. There's a lot of that. A lot of those communities are in these areas where you're seeing these fires. A lot of those resources are in, the, in these areas where you're seeing yeah. these fires. And you already know, big pharma. Isn't they all, a lot of them are on the verge of bankruptcy because we're waking up to what the opiates are really doing to us. So don't you find it kind of ironic with all this shit going on, with all the shit, with both sides and all this shit going on, um, you start seeing shit, seeing these sports New York. Another was, thing, oh, I'm okay. going to add one, one more thing to it. Um, also, I find it I, I hella ironic that earlier last week, PG&E uh, CEO, he came out and he gave a set period of time on what how how long we can expect these blackouts. And I'm confused thinking about I'm I, I was so confused. The headline, um, I found it was on NPR Wall Street Journal. It basically said PG and E CEO states that we could be expecting blackouts for the next what decade. The fuck? And I'm over here thinking, what? Like, 
How do you know this shit's gonna go on for the next right. decade? It's a it's a natural fire. How do you know this shit is gonna go on for the next decade? It's man. I just, I'm looking at this New York Times article. It's following uh, the Ken Cade fire out of Sonoma, California. The blackout zone has been expanded to cover up to 2.7 million people. Uh, gridlock and long lines for gas as 50,000 are told to flee Sonoma County. An additional 39,000 people are ordered to evacuate uh, tonight. State officials are demanding changes at PG&E. And the weather forecast suggests firefighters face an uphill battle. So, I mean, this shit is not, I mean, it's not going away no time soon. And it's something that should be getting more coverage, you know. Uh, well, it is getting national coverage, but this is something big. And it, it's like you said, with the, the that area being a, like a, a, a chakra zone, they're targeting that because they know people are the energy that, that that's passing through people and these people are continuing to wake up and become more enlightened about what's really going on you know in the country and this ties back to china like you said earlier with the uprising you know eventually it's, it's going to get here so they're trying everything they can to prevent that for as long as they can so what I think they've actually done, you've heard me say this before many different times. It's going to get crazy everywhere else, and then it's going to come here. But if something's going to be done, that's going to spark it, that's going to set us off, that's going to spark that. Get it? Spark yeah. that. That's what this is. It might take the rest of this year. It might take, I mean, he's already said these blackouts are going to last the next decade. Crazy. He already said, how the fuck do you know that this a brush fire is going to have this this type of effect to last the next decade, you know, to cut the power off for the next decade? How do you know that? How do you already know that? Like, how do you... How... That means you fucking know what's going on. That means the next the 10-year plan is to constantly fraud at land, have earthquakes. And, and, and now, I know I seen earlier, um, yesterday... I don't know if you if they even put this in that article you were reading because this is like actually pretty recent. But for the first time, I think ever, PG&E came out and said for the first time ever, they expect. Now this is ironic. This is extremely ironic to me. They expect winds up to eighty miles per hour this weekend. Wow. With no humidity, um, with no humidity. So wow. Now we're gonna have the fastest, the strongest winds that they've ever really seen in California. At least, at least my lifetime. While we're having the most deadliest fires that are basically explosions at different pinpoints across the state the state of California. Wow, what it is is they, they think that they they think that they're trying to get people, they're, they're trying to keep us asleep by getting people off that land. But really, what's gonna happen is niggas are gonna get pissed off and start fighting back. This is gonna be the spark on top of the student loans, on top of the fact that rent is increasing everywhere. This shit is getting critical. And this is going to be one of those things where all it takes is people to wake up out there. And I'm going to tell you why they're cutting the power off. Yeah, they got to cut the power off when these these fires are like that. But the real reason why they're cutting the power off is because they're going to get even more wicked with with the tactics. And what better way to, you know, get wicked with your tactics than making it to where the people that live that's still there 
they can't show you what's really going on. Your phone dead, your iPad dead. You can't communicate with anybody in state of North Carolina or any any other state. You can't put up no YouTube videos. Right. <laughs> Remember the block that's supposed to last the next decade. A lot of them people out there ain't got no generators. I just want to say, uh, before segueing into another topic, well, really going back to the reparations, because there was something else I wanted to throw on to that. Um, I'm looking right now on this uh, website, the california.fire.ca.gov, the California Department of Forestry and Fire Protection. These are, this is the summary of the 2019 incident archive uh, related to these fires. Estimated 190,287 acres have been burned. 5,657 incidents have uh, been recorded. One fatality. So only one, you know, only one life lost, which is, I mean, it's great to hear that it's so, you know, it's really low. Um, but is, can that really be? Well, I mean, it's, it's constantly, you know, it's constantly because the map is showing you all across California. All the, It's got a bunch of fire symbols and it's showing some that are in red and the ones that are in gray. Have, haven't been updated in a while, but the ones that are in red, which is several of them, are happening right now. Um, I'm thinking, like, what about, they probably count one death, but I'm, I think it's been thousands, because what about, you think they're going to count the person that's got COPD, that's, you know, inhaled all the fucking smoke from the fires, and has died from that? No, they're going to chalk that as, chalk that up as COPD complications, when really that shit came from the motherfucking smoke. Mm. You see, they, I think they're getting wicked with how they even report the numbers. I think it's in the hundreds of thousands say, because of complications. Yeah, that which I mean, you never know if going based off these numbers and they, they, you, like you said, with them, with the estimations as well. Um, Three hundred and thirty-six structures have been damaged or destroyed, so it's a lot going on with that. But um, uh, that's something you know we'll continue to follow. But I, I wanted to segue back into uh, to reparations because, you know, Princeton School of Theology, yeah, they're, they're going to give out their reparations. But somebody else has said, a sole person has said that she will uh, give reparations, but not in the form that you think, not in the form of education or money. And the person I'm referring to is Kamala Harris. Kamala, now I think you're gonna, you'll probably, I mean, you're probably still opposed to it some, but you, I think you'll like this thinking. Kamala Harris announces Native American platform to restore half a million acres of tribal lands. Ahead of hmm. Kamala's Harris's part, uh, participation at the National Congress of American Indians Convention, she is unveiling her new plan to honor tribal sovereignty and invest in Native American communities to secure lasting prosperity. As part of her plan, she will set a goal to take 500,000 more acres of land into trust for federally recognized Indian tribes. She will work to make this progress simpler, faster, and less costly for lands within or contiguous uh, contiguous to existing reservations. Key, key aspects of the uh, the plan, honorable 
Tribal Sovereignty hold an annual Tribal Nation Summit to hear from uh, tribal leaders and youth and collaborate on ways to improve Native Americans' quality of life and access to justice, restore tribal lands, which is the 500,000 uh, acres of lands, uh, push Congress to amend the Indian Reorganization Act to clarify that tribes federally recognized after 1934 can receive land into trust um, and promote health equity, maximize tribes' autonomy over their IHS programs so they can provide culturally competent, holistic care. Um, yeah, I, I saw this on my timeline. I couldn't believe it. I was like, what the fuck? I was like, yeah, this is, I mean, this is a bold, <clears throat> this is a bold strategy, Cotton. You know, that's a reference to um, dodgeball. But uh, this, uh, this is, this is big. But she's not, see, in, in terms of running for the presidency, she's like, I think, around like fourth or fifth on like the, the Democrat no side. So she's pulling this out her ass, you know what I'm saying? Just on some last minute ditch effort type shit like oh yeah i'm about to help the native americans too you know what i'm saying so she's like, i'm about to five hundred thousand acres of land oh yeah we're gonna we're gonna help to get the indian tribes that were recognized at, to get them recognized that they were made after 1934 this would be huge if it was done obviously but this is a long shot in hell and i mean it's not i don't see it for coming it, this way but just for her to, you know, acknowledge this, I thought it was interesting and needed to have some light shed on. Um, I'm not to sound hypocritical, but you got to understand it's layers to this stuff. It is layers and 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 layers. We could talk all day about this. <laughs> I like the thought process and I'm going to go back and I like the thought process of just this is. Uh, before, before you finish, this uh, this article can be found on uh, newsmaven.io or Maven, which is N-E-W-S-M-A-V-E-N.io, Indian Country Today. But continue. Mm. I, I would say this, any any group that's, ask, that's um, thinking about reparations, I like the whole thought process in general. I just don't like the divisiveness. I don't think it's that's even called for. And I, you know, I can tell we already know why the, where the divisiveness comes from. Um, the divisiveness isn't called for. Um, and what needs to really happen is everybody needs to come together um, and sit down at the table. But that can't happen because anyway, we can talk about it another time. But uh, the problem I have with her speaking, the problem I have with this is this sounds good for the five dollar Indian. See, we got to go all the way back and understand that those who are on these reservations right now are not the true um, Native Americans. Come on now. Um, you know, they were mixed in with the true Native Americans and the federal, she said federally recognized tribes. I don't even know if they, they don't federally, federally even recognize my tribe. And I can tell you right now, you've seen it. My mother's lighter than a European. My great grandmother's name is Nehemiah Running Woods Camp, six foot two Cherokee Indian. Who was, she was actually a part. She was actually a part of Cherokee Nation. But so many, so far down the lines, that was so many. Hell, that was so many generations ago. That's became lost within my bloodline. And on the other side, 
I come from a long line of Gullah, Gullah Warriors in Greeleysville, South Carolina, Myrtle Beach area, um, which is a off branch of the Seminole. So, you know, I can tie my I can tie my history back. Like I've been told. I remember growing up, I was told I was an uh, Indian by my mother. And I told her, I was like, ain't no way my people were weak enough. And I, I this shit burns me alive to this day. I told her straight up, I was like, how can my people be Indians and they killed 90% of them off of uh off of um infected blankets. <laughs> and once I started uncovering the layers, I started to realize it ain't just about that, bro. It ain't just a, it ain't it ain't even that. And that's not really how the history went. But it sounds good, but what we need to understand is we need to go all the way back. And this, I found it very ironic this happened before the 2020 census, too. Um, yeah. We got to go all the that way back to true. understand. <laughs> we got to understand that we got we to gotta reclassify this shit all the, all the way back. All the way back. We got to go all the way back. This shit, this is why the 2020 census is going to be... I don't, I don't even know if I'll still participate. I don't really know how to how to go about it because one half is telling me that shit is it's about to be uh, groundbreaking and monumental, but on the other half, it's like they control the statistics, so it don't really yeah. matter. Like it's some. I'm saying fuck like it, bro. I don't I don't care about it to be honest. It's exactly. I don't I don't really think I need to participate in it because it still don't matter. I'm still asking them to accept me, and that that's the problem. Like these people are not aren't. That's 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 the problem, and to add to it, we got to understand what we really are worth. <laughs> this is where this is where the argument I got in with. I didn't even get an argument. I squashed that shit because the nigga telling me to telling me to shut the fuck up on YouTube and calling me an immigrant when I'm straight from the dirt, Gaston County, North Carolina. I don't, I don't, I'm not, a, I'm not a type of nigga to, I'm not a type of nigga to sit up here. And claim I'm from a land that I never stepped foot on, while at the same time not claiming the motherfucking land I walk on every day. Think about how crazy that is. Think about how crazy that is. We the only ones that claim a land that we know we ain't never been to, but yet we don't claim the land that we walk on. That's mind-boggling. It's, it's a mind-fuck. And this nigga telling me to shut the fuck up. He just want his check. And it, check yeah, that, that's another thing that bothers me with ADOS. They're just... Uh, a lot of them that I see uh, comment on it, they're just looking for a check. And there's so much more t- that we deserve than just money, you know. I'm trying to explain to him. You, you have no clue what you. <laughs> you have no fucking clue how much the amount of money that we that they owe us individually is a is, is a mind fuck. Let me break it down to you. Just a, just a little piece, little piece of it. What do you think the United States national debt is? You said what? <laughs> what do I think the national debt is? The national debt. What do you think that really is? Who do you think that that debt is towards? The dominions of this land. We were here, but our people were here before this land. This is their corporation that they set on top of our land that we allowed them to function with through treaties that they broke. So what do you think? I'm, I'm just using one country. What do you think the national debt of the United States? Who, who, who deserves that money? Us. The national debt of every fucking country on the face of this planet is the amount that's been stolen from the indigenous people of mainly of America. Mm. So think you think you want to check? You want a mill, nigga? You worth oh, you, you, you're worth more than that. You worth over a billion dollars a piece. See, but I, I, yeah, I, I definitely, I definitely see what you mean by that. With like all of it, it, it comes. It's like a, 
a domino effect. All of it leads back to the indigenous people, us of this country. But that to even to think like to to even think that that would be possible to gain money from all of that from all these countries. I mean, for one, we gotta you know we gotta get the shit from the U.S. But then to to look into other uh, countries like the UN and shit. I mean that. I mean I don't know how long that would take to do, you know. But the U.S. though, yeah, yeah, for for sure, the U.S. is the first battle that we have to to have upon us. That new, new new YouTube channel that I found, I forgot the name of it, but I'm a, the next episode I'll probably have it on. Because the the, the, uh, the um, fucking Africa owes us. And and here that's why they don't. This is why a lot of times immigrants don't want to really support any of our movement because. They know it won't be no more of that coming over here. Because here's the thing. Everybody that's an immigrant over here is continuously mooching right. over us. They get, they get these uh, scholarships the and this tax, tax breaks. breaks. Yeah. We're in an era they can of come over here. franchises. They, they, they're over here looking at like, why are we creating businesses and shit? Because we locked out of getting those tax, those tax breaks for seven years. We locked out of getting loans. I, I'm under the real belief. My, my my credit history, I pay my shit. My car paid off, I pay all my shit. But I feel like as I, if you already classify somewhere as African-American, you automatically get 50 points deducted off your credit score. Period. Period. Shit. I, I mean, there's people out here, Caucasians out here, that ain't even got shit in their name. They got one thing in their name and they got 800 credit Insane. Score. What the fuck? Like, these niggas don't even know how to write a check. Fuck you mean? So we got to understand that this system is made to lock us out. But if you believe in prophecy, you believe in the, uh, not just the, because see, the Bible is certain shit in there, certain shit in the Apocrypha, certain shit in these ancient texts that, I mean, we, we living in a fairy tale. We living in a conscious fairy tale, conscious movie, basically, is what we live in there. This is why you can't control your thoughts. This is why everybody waking up. It's because we don't have any, we don't have a, con- we don't have a physical control over this. We may be in another realm feeding our physical body these thoughts and shit but that we, that's another conversation i'm just saying actively in the physical reality we don't really have no control over our thoughts um but the they are well aware through prophecy it sounds crazy dog but they have to give us our shit back <laughs> they have to it's only, only like, a matter of time to. They have to. Now, here's what they're doing. They're thinking that they're giving us a little bit back. They think that they're they're doing natural law. They think that they, this is why they're giving us this shit back all of a sudden because it's, it's reaching their point to where they got to start giving our shit back. They think what they're doing is going to satisfy natural law. No, fiat currency is not real. We are way more value. We are owed way more than that. I didn't even talk about the land. We own this. We, we own all this shit. We, I mean, we walked this whole hemisphere. These motherfuckers couldn't even travel in boats over the water for thousands of years. Why do you think? Why do you think they were able to? Why do you think the environment set it up to where they can even travel across the water to come and conquer us? You can research texts of Christopher, of not just Christopher Columbus, but different, different conquerors talking about how we can navigate the waters because of how it's set up. We are the chosen ones. Everything over here was set up for us to to. To be able to move throughout the earth. We have ancient history, ancient ancient sciences that we use to navigate those waters. We could navigate there, but they couldn't navigate here until prophecy, prophecy happened. 
prophecy showed that we were going to be in the age of Pisces, which if you, if you believe in astrology, the real time, which is basically the feet of the being that we're in. You see how far away your feet are from your third eye? You see how far away your feet are from your mother as above, so below? What is, what is, what is the age of Pisces? Age of the religion and deception. This is what the dumb diversity is about. This is what the Pope understood back then. That was a prophecy that he saw because they were following real time. So what we're going through now is just a, it's just a cycle of time. As a chosen people connected to the cosmos, we are in our fallen state. And this allowed us to get conquered. It was no choice but for us to get conquered. This is why you have people like Malcolm X and Tupac. This is why it seemed like they're 25 steps ahead of us. Because at those times, it wasn't time for us to get our shit back. Because we're going through literal, we're going through time. We're going through prophecy. But now is the time. <laughs> now right. is that time. We are we on that cusp going into the age of Aquarius, which some would say this is the, one of the most powerful ages of all the astrological ages because it's the age of information, the age of knowledge, and knowledge is power. Knowledge is power over, if you have the knowledge of everything, you have the power over everything. And they are well aware of that. Shit. Absolutely. <laughs> they're, well, they're well aware of it. They think that they're giving us, just giving us, Less than point, giving us point zero one percent of what we really owe is going to satisfy universal law, and going to keep us quiet, and going to keep the bandaid on this shit for a little bit longer. But it's not because we don't have no control over our thoughts. We don't have no control over how the universe moves us. But what's happening is we transforming. We're being moved to finally get to to thinking of this shit and to to mobilize, and they're well aware of that shit. And this is what I was saying. Like what I was going to kind of get at is. This is why, yeah, we can't expect them just, they're not just going to give us the shit back. They're not just going to really give us everything back. We're going to have to fight for it. Ten toes down. And not just a, not just a physical fight. We got to tap back into the voodoo, our real religion. That's why I do rituals on a daily basis. Because you got to tap back. This is how you, this is how we will win the war. It's not no physical fight. We, we using voodoo. We're getting tapped back into all the knowledge of who we really are. And we got to use that voodoo to fight this fight because they can't use, they don't have that, that same level of that type of power that we really have. This is why they, they, make, they make us feel like, they make us think that that shit is witchcraft. They make us think that that's, that's the work of the devil because, because in their eyes, you are the motherfucking devil. Because <laughs> that, 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 that tool, that voodoo that you can use, reverse all this shit. That's how you're going to get the shit back. That's how we're going to get the shit back. You're working in that metaphysical realm. Uh, <clears throat> we can't just think we're just, just going to fight back. Yeah. It's definitely deeper than uh, physical, spiritually, mentally, physically. All that has to be in line for this 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 uh, this war, not just this battle. But um, there was another... Another thing I wanted to talk about, another topic, because I felt like this was something that we, 2019, I feel like it's a, a hot button topic, and I feel like it's something that we uh, should touch on. There was this article that uh, Pharrell, Pharrell Williams, you know, the producer, rapper.